as a podcast located in the Central Valley, which, in case you didn't know, is the raisin capital of the world. You guys, as our listeners, only deserve luxury when it comes to raisins. Luxury raisins come from Champion Fruit Company. Champion Fruit Company knows raisins, and specifically, raisins. Raisins is the fruit snack that is actually made from real fruit. Um, we actually have a box for every single show. We chomp on these guys and just enjoy the sugary snack, but also it cancels each other out because we know it's actually real fruit. There's a hundred million cartons that have been sold so far. It ships for free, which in our Amazon day of life now, we need free shipping. Um, you can buy them at shop.raisels.com. That's S-H-O-P dot R-A-I-S-E-L-S.com. Kids love them too. There's 10 flavors, including watermelon shock, Pineapple chili limon, ooh, and tropical. Um, and because discounts are awesome, and so is this company, they have offered us a discount code, which is Sours143. And I know that's going to trigger you, but I, I I love you. Yeah, that's real. It works with the show, too. Sours143, thank you guys for listening. I love you, man. I love you, too, but I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Broseph Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Welcome back, everyone, to the I Love You Man podcast. This is Preston, and across from me is Ramon. How's it going, guys? And I just want to say we love you guys so much, and thank you for listening. And if you haven't yet, um, go check us out on Instagram at ILYManPodcast, and check out our website at ILYManPodcast.com. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And today, we have Karen from The Foundry. What's up, Karen? Hi, good morning. We're so excited to have you. We had such good conversation beforehand, and I just want to repeat it in here. So I know, right? We can, <laughs> hopefully, we can we'll do a good job. from that. I feel like we got to start recording like as soon as they walk through the doors. Yeah, we and need to really like, get some good content. Just plant secret microphones everywhere in the house. It could be an issue, but we'll, we'll yeah. just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> um, to start off, of course, we got to hit our episode question. So, I this one stuck out to me in our list of questions. As okay. a kid, there's certain things that you did where you look back on, and you're like, "Wow, I can't believe I got away with that," or yeah. you actually never even told your parents about it. Yeah. To this day, um, so what the question was? Can you think of something that you got away with as a kid? That still to this day, you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Or, I mean, you didn't have to tell anyone about it at any point. Um, but kind of like, you know, that big moment where you're like, wow, I really pulled that off. Yeah. Um, okay, so when I was in elementary school, I would open all my Christmas presents under the tree and look at them all and then rewrap them. No. <laughs> and no one has to this day ever said a word to me. I don't even know if they noticed, but how could you not like when an eight-year-old unwraps a present yeah. and then puts it back together? Were you a really There's good no rapper? way it could be... I couldn't have been. There's no way. That's hilarious. I know, but nobody ever said anything. I always knew everything I got, which is so kind of sad. But <laughs> and <laughs> so were you good at pretending? I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I guess. I see. My brother was like that. I hated yeah. looking at the presents before, but he was always like wanted to know. Yeah, he's always in my parents' closet looking. Yeah, same here. And I'm so particular with my kids when they were growing up. I always would tell them if you. If you peek at your presents, I'm going to get rid of them. Because <laughs> so I, I knew it. Because you remember like, what kind of know. kid you were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm on you. I know this. My older brother tricked. I remember one Chris, my older brother tricked my younger one into like ripping one. Oh, and yeah. And so like half of it was showing. And he then he told my mom, I was like, oh, Ilias accidentally ripped this present. Now we have to open one. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, totally just played him like that. So it was on him. But then he got the benefit of opening one gift Did he get early. to open it? Yeah. You did? We oh, all got to open one gift early. I love it. <laughs> So it worked. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Right. Strategy. It exists at a young age. 
Um, uh, you, go. you have it? You go. Okay. So in middle school, um, I that was when it kind of started. You could check your online grade reports. Oh, yeah. And so for me to be able to go out and do stuff with friends, I had to show that my grades were okay. And so there was something I really wanted to do with friends, but I knew my grades were not where they should have been. Uh-huh. Um, so what I did was I um, took a screenshot of the web page. And then I copied it into a, I don't know if it was Word or Paint at the time, whatever it was. <laughs> Paint. And I edited the grades <laughs> That's for all my classes to be able to be A's. Well, no, actually, I, I made it more realistic. I did like one A, B a plus. few B's, yeah. and like a, you know, a B plus, and <sighs> showed it to my mom. And I, re- I remember clear as day, watch, looking at her reading it, and her just thinking like she was surprised. And she was so genuine, like, wow, that's Good job. Like, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Like, go ahead and go out. We're going to Applebee's tonight. And um, I remember just looking at her, like, genuinely just totally bought it and believed it. Uh-huh. And my conscience kicked in. And yeah. my morals were yelling at me. And I was just like, I, like, sighed. And she's like, what? I was like, I'm sorry. That's fake. Like, I completely just constructed that. Like, I was, I, if it worked, uh, I was, I thought I was going to go. Yeah. But just seeing her, like, completely buy into it and realize that it was, like, she thought it was true. Yeah. And I was like, I, I can't live with this. Like, I would not be able to enjoy myself. And so I told her right then and there. Good for you. But I just remember, like, I went to great lengths to do that. Oh, man. That's good character. Uh, but I will always remember it because I was like, wow, that, it worked. Like she, I was gonna be able to do. <laughs> and something. do you think that she really bought it? Oh, or do you definitely. Think she was just letting you go to see no, how no. far you take it. I don't think so. She would have. She would have owned that for sure. She like would. She would have yeah. definitely after that moment, yeah. like said it. Uh, she would have no problem calling yeah. me out like that. But yeah, she had no idea. Dang. <laughs> so I guess mine. Mine's funny because it's like, I was a kid slash adult. So it was the day of my 18th birthday. Um. So I was a senior in high school, and um. My birthday's in December, so usually it's in like close to Christmas. So my birthday, if it fell on a weekday, it was like a testing day or like one of those days really mm-hmm. close to Christmas break. Um, and like on this particular day, it was a half day. And there was just a perfect opportunity for me after like one period for me and my friends to just ditch. And like, so we all had cars at the time. So, and I had never ditched before. So I'm like, yeah, today's the day. I'm going <laughs> to do, do it. It's like, no one's going to know. Uh, and then we ditched and it was my 18th birthday. And to celebrate, we went to the Chevron right across the street. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the first thing I did was I bought um, some scratchers. Yeah, and I bought a pack of those cheap cigars. No, oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I was with my two other friends. And they were 17. So, like, guys, stay in the car. Keep cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. They know. They like see you guys. They're going to really it. care. And then it was so cool because he ID'd me. And my birthday was that day. So, he said, happy birthday. Um <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> and then, and then um, I think he actually gave me the scratcher for free. Really? Because oh, it was my birthday, yeah. That's cool. Um, but then we got him and we went to the park. And then we were just, we went there and smoked these disgusting, like, grape-flavored. Horrendous, right? Cigars. I'm like, how do people do this? <sighs> but, like, we're, like, pretending that we like it. Um, He's 18 now. <laughs> like, yeah, this is what people do. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and it's funny because we ditched. It's, like, 10 a.m smoking these cigars at 10 a.m. in the morning at this random park and we're like looking out for cops like they're gonna <laughs> any car was a potential cop yeah, yeah. uh but the funny part was after um, we went to one of my friend's house and we we're like sniffing our fingers because we were holding these cigars like they smell like cigars they're gonna know they're gonna know and then i'm like well i'm 18 so i'm cool uh, <laughs> but then like crept in like oh they're gonna find out that i bought them for him so we're like at my friend's house in the bathroom scrubbing our <laughs> between <laughs> our fingers so with the soap and like do I still smell? It? I still smell. It. They're gonna and 
to this, I mean, I think I eventually told my mom like five years later. And, and nothing, right? Yeah, nothing. It was one of those like, oh, yeah, we can laugh back at it now. But I thought it was so cool. Um, but yeah, that was the one thing I, I, I got away doing with. Some, not the ditching part, but something similar to that. Just because you're 18, you're like, this is what you do when you're 18, so you have to do it. Yeah. And I remember the same thing where you're just, you're, you know, smoking those cigars and you're just like, I don't get it. I was just remember thinking like, I, what's the point of this? <laughs> like, yeah. I tried it and I was like, why do people do this? And so I don't even think I finished it. Yeah. And so I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, I definitely didn't enjoy it. And to <laughs> this day, I still don't like cigars. Lesson learned, right? Yeah. I mean, it could be, I just might have not had, have had a good cigar, so. Well, yeah, it probably didn't help that it was just so cheap. I know, a gas yeah. station one. It was right? like, yeah, <laughs> $2 for a four pack. Could not have been good. Jeez, I wonder what's in there. Um, so Karen, you are from the Foundry. I am. And um, how would you describe the Foundry? Because you guys do sell a lot of different things, but I want to hear it from you, like how you describe it to others, your elevator pitch. Yeah, right. Well, I describe the Foundry as a small, locally owned business. We try to concentrate on good customer service Mm -hmm. and promoting our local area and our community and the Central Valley. And um, we just try to provide something that is unique. Our products are different than what you'll find in other places. So we spend a lot of time researching brands and trying to collaborate with other local artisans to bring in things that are locally produced. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just something like to set ourselves apart from other people, just as small, you know, we, we try not to, you know, uh, compete with big box store and things like yeah. that. You know, we want something that if you're looking for a unique gift or something different, we want to be your place. Yeah. You yeah. always have the coolest stuff in there though. Well, even as, um, a male walking in that store. The way it's set up and the styles in there, it makes me wish that, you know, we had a store. I, I think I said it to somebody there when I was yeah. there. Um, and I was like, I wish there was like a male version of the store. Yeah. Because one, the setup is so cool. And two, like the style is just so on point and unique. So we get that a lot. So my question to you guys is like, would you shop that if we did a foundry men? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay, we get that question a lot. Really? But okay. I w- that's the one thing I don't know. Like, so, would you really like come? Yeah. Yeah? There's there's this amazing place that I just went to recently in San Diego, and it's yeah. and it's I'd say it's very similar to the Foundry. Yeah. Um, but they do have like a women's side and a men's side mm-hmm. type thing. But something really cool that they have there is in the back of it. There's a bar, so oh, that's people cool. go and they do just wine and beer. Yeah. And so it's cool because if the guy doesn't want to shop, he can just go and grab a drink. Um, I love that. And then there's even just tables, like some people when they have coffee there, people just do work too. And it's just, it was like this really cool, like hub type space where people just come and you can shop or you can just meet a friend for a drink and shop. Because who doesn't like, if you could shop and drink at the same time. (laughs) That's where dreams come true. Right? Right? So if you're going to open up a men's one, put a bar in the back. The one I think of is there's a place in slow called Ritual. I think it's the Ritual or Ritual. But basically what it is, is like two thirds of it is a barbershop. Uh-huh. And then the front side is like a little men's. Oh, that's I've been there. It's on High Gear Street. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And cool so place. that's kind of, I kind of get not full on same vibes. Yeah. But like if you guys had a men's corner, I yeah. would see it being like that. Yeah. I've thought about that too. And that like a cool barbershop in Old Town would be, I mean, we have a barbershop, but like. It's old. Maybe. It's like older. Yeah. It's been around yeah. a while, which is but maybe, great, but like yeah, a new, like Yeah, something with a little bit more services and yeah, maybe like the foundry men section in the front. Like that well, Like cool. the art of barbering is on heavy rise yeah. right now. Yeah. So I don't know. You go to a barber, right? Yeah. I'm a little in between haircuts right now. 
I'm on a bit of a two-week gotcha. ritual, so I'm coming up on my two weeks today, actually. How often do you go? Four. Two weeks. Every, oh. Every two weeks, yeah. <laughs> That's commitment. Love a good haircut. <laughs> it's real rejuvenating. Yeah. Um, so I also kind of, when I walk into the store, get, it's not a full-fledged vibe, but like a Madewell uh-huh. kind of look to it, but mm-hmm. it's different. And so you were saying mm-hmm. you had a lot of, you support a lot of local right. people. So yeah. even for the clothing as well? Um, I always more wonder so, how that works. More so on the on the jewelry. We okay. we have had clothing kind of throughout, but a lot of it is jewelry, accessories, handbags, bath products, that kind of stuff. I haven't really connected with a lot of local clothing yeah. makers. So um, we do carry Cavell Kids. I don't know if you know Jessica Elrod. She's amazing, but uh, she actually she actually creates her entire clothing line. She draws all of the. Um, patterns and everything hand slicks all the fabrics makes it all has it made locally and uh, she had a boutique over on fourth street that uh, she ended up closing i think last year she oh moved, yeah i remember that she moved place, up yeah. to the foothill she has two mm-hmm. little girls she's super cute so when she closed um we took on some of her product in our mm-hmm. store okay. which i've always loved her and we've had a great working relationship so um everybody wanted her i mean everybody loves her they wanted her to stay in old town in some way so like from clothing wise i'd say jessica we've had river raised um taryn brown i don't know if you know taryn but um, clothing a little bit kind of woven through, but definitely, um, on other product types, we, we try to, we try to stay local. We can't do local on everything. It's just not possible, but we love to collaborate and we love to do projects with, with local artisans. And, um, we are opening a cooperative. I don't know if you guys knew that or not Mm. May 1st. So, um, over on fifth street, we've got eight local artisans that are all opening up in our, uh, our it was our location before we moved to Pulaski, so um, yeah, that's May first. Oh, yeah. so, oh, I didn't know you had a super cool location before. Yeah, what? so um, we've been in Old Town for seven years. We started on Fourth Street, where Two Cities Coffee is. Yes, I remember oh. that. That was our original location. Yes. It's little, like eight hundred square it's feet. Tiny. It's tiny, and then you tiny. guys just grew, and then you moved uh-huh. to that side of the street. And yeah. Then you re- and now it's yeah. like you got the new building. Yeah, and we love. I mean, every little place has been amazing. So Fourth Street was amazing because it was it's an old building, so it had original hardwood floors and the character was just mm-hmm. so cool but it was tiny and we outgrew it fast which is such a blessing oh, yeah. i mean i yeah. don't even know i say today to my customers that have been with me since 2012 how did you even find me on fourth street <laughs> like i don't even know it's a little like hole in the wall type place but it, it does is. look really cool and social media wasn't like it is mm-hmm. now seven years ago so much has changed i'm like i don't even know i don't even know how people found me but so yeah so we moved from fourth street we were called vintage on fourth we were on fourth street and then when we moved to fifth street we couldn't be vintage on fourth on fifth <laughs> that didn't make sense be a good origin story so right so <laughs> then we re so then we renamed it to the foundry and um have been the foundry ever since but and then we outgrew fifth street and moved to pulaski a year ago december so the there's this i feel like there's a handful of people that take pride in discovering businesses like your fourth street location uh-huh. i feel like they kind of they enjoy stumbling upon that mm-hmm. and then being able to say like oh yeah you, don't, you haven't heard of foundry like that's oh, yeah, true I've been, going, I've been going there for like before yeah. it was called foundry yeah. and so yeah i think that's kind of the, the customer base you latch onto. yeah and then they're by accident turned into your marketing right in a way it yeah. seems like. right yeah and then all of a sudden now you have where you are yeah and it's even true. something as simple as your sign your sign sets you guys apart 
from anyone else. It seems yeah. simple. Yeah. But to me, it's that whole right on the street, the walkway area. Yeah. And you're not trying to do too much. Right. It makes me feel like I'm in, you know, another city going yeah. through like a certain shopping district. Yeah. Like in slower, like mm-hmm. off of Venice. Right. There's like a street behind Venice. Uh, I can't think of it now. Dang it. I'll yeah. think of it later. But it kind of reminds me of that vibe where it's just like it's a cool place to be and do some shopping. Right. And so that's totally what I get, even just from riding by the sign. I love that. That makes me so happy. I feel like luckily you're in a place, too, where people actually will park their car and like walk to mm-hmm. like from store to store. It's very mm-hmm. rare now that somebody just goes to a strip mall or whatever and just walks around. I feel like you're at one place, you're in, you're out. Yeah. But um, it's so cool just being able to like walk to your place and then just... Once you're in there, it's just so, and I know we've hit on this a million times, but like <laughs> it, sh- it makes you feel like you are somewhere else. Like you're right. not in Clovis or I Fresno. Think, I think too, being in Old Town, I love Old Town so much. I can't imagine being anywhere else. But I think the thing that I love about Old Town so much is the customers are amazing, number one. And also my neighbors, my fellow business holders, owners in our community are unbelievably supportive mm-hmm. of each other. And I don't think you have that everywhere, mm-hmm. yeah. but I think that it really gives off that vibe in our whole little old town area yeah. that, um, you know, so inviting like come down, grab a coffee and shop for a little while and hang out and, yeah. you know, whatever, meet up with your family later or whatever. I, I think that that makes a huge difference. And I'm so appreciative to be in a neighborhood like that. That's more about, building each other up versus worrying about competition. Yeah. And at your old location, so the one that was on um, 5th, mm-hmm. you yeah. guys still have that spot, right? Yeah. And then it's Foundry Home, correct? Yeah, but it's going to be Foundry Cooperative as of May 1st. Okay. That's where Cooperative That's is going. That's what it is, okay. Yeah. So a lot of people have asked me kind of what's up, what's going on with all of that? Yeah. How did you come about everything? And for me personally, in the past seven years, we've been – blessed with growth, which mm-hmm. I, sometimes, you know, I get a lot of people ask like, how do you do it? How did you grow? And it's like, I don't, I don't even know. It's God's <laughs> grace. I don't yeah. even, you know, it's lots of hard work, of course. But, um, with that, with my roots getting started at vintage on fourth, when mm-hmm. I first started in 800 square feet, um, my husband and I produced these, um, they were metal letters, kind of like a monogram type thing. Yeah. And we put them in a vintage frame and we put a backing on them and we sold them on Etsy. That's kind of how we got started as a little side the business Etsy. Wow. Uh, back in the day. And my husband's a hustler. He's a salesperson. <laughs> and he, um, it really wasn't even intended to get started as a side business. It kind of yeah. just happened. So um, you want me to tell a story really fast? Yes. Okay. Okay. So... Um, I used to collect these vintage letter C's for our last name and I had a little wall collage at home and I, I, when we go out of town, I collect anywhere I could find an old C from an old signage or something like that. And so he had a friend who worked in the metal, he owns a fabrication shop yeah. and he said, Hey, my wife is like obsessed with letters. Can you make her an alphabet of metal letters? <laughs> a whole alphabet. A whole awesome. alphabet. <laughs> and so he brings them home and he's so proud of himself. And he's like, I thought you could do something with these. Like, you love letters. He said, I only like C. How dare you? I know. Bring and I'm like, letters I go, I'll house. take the C, but yeah. what do you want me to do with the rest? Yeah. So, anyway, so they sat for a while. And then um, it was a friend's birthday. And I needed a gift last minute. And I'm like, oh, I'll make her something with a, a letter in. So I made it for her and she loved it, hung it up in her house. And then people started asking, like, hey, can you make me one of those? That's yeah. so cool. And like, instead of a burlap bat, could you do blah, blah, blah? 
So sure. So like I made a couple and then um, we opened a little Etsy store and then um, my husband was working where he traveled some throughout California. And so he would go into these boutiques and he would like sell them while he was out on the road. He would like stop in and be like, hey, do you want to carry these? Like, so we did. We had like a handful of boutiques across California and our little Etsy store. And we had a we had a little local store here carrying them, and then um, that store went out of business. It was kind of when the recession hit yeah. back in 2007, eight ish. Yeah. It was kind of hard times for a lot of people, and a lot of places closed. And, and that's when our local outlet of supplier where we could sell them closed. And that's when Vintage on Fourth, there was a, a for lease sign there. Yeah. And we were like, maybe we should do that. We don't know anything about anything <laughs> yeah. retail or anything yeah. like that. And we did it. I don't know why, because, <laughs> I mean, that was probably not the smartest thing, you know, in the whole financial, you know, situation yeah. in our community not being so great. So anyway, that's how Vintage on 4 started. So when we started, we didn't have a ton of inventory, but that's what we sold mostly. Mm-hmm. And so um, we kind of partner with other local artisans and yeah. we can sign their goods in our store and um, that's how we got our start. So we met a lot of people in that way. And people were so gracious to us. They're like, oh, I know somebody that makes stuff. I'm going to send them your way. Yeah. So then they would come in and they're like, oh, I have a friend. What do you think about her? And so like, you know, if it was a good match and it worked, it was great. And um, so that's how Vintage on Force started and started growing. And then that's how the flea market came about. It's kind of like we had more people coming to us than we had room for in our little 800 square feet. Yeah. And it was like, we're little and we need help and we're trying to learn. And I'm sure there's so many other people in the Central Valley in the same boat. So why don't we just put on an event where we can have people come out and showcase their work? Yeah. Or their stuff or, you know, maybe you repurpose furniture and maybe you, you know, make something, whatever. And so that's how the idea of the Old Town Flea Market came about. Which how many years have you been doing that now? Seven. Wow. Seven years. I had no idea it was going yeah, on. Yeah, so twice a year for seven years and it's grown and it's been so fun to make new friendships in people that and to watch love. people grow. Well, it's almost around the same timeline as your business though, yeah. right? Yeah. So you launched basically two yeah, in one year, essentially. And you're still sane, too. Yeah. Like, you seem like everything's okay. <laughs> On most so, days. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've you, you got a good face on. There, there's yeah. been tears. I'm you're not like, going to I'm really, I'm not smiling right now. It just looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no. it's cool as a it's, spectator to see this. It's been fun. I wouldn't trade it for anything. There's been a lot of hard work that's gone into it. And there have been tears. And there have been days when I've wondered, like, have I just taken on more than I can handle? And then people rally around you and just amazing things happen but it's just fun to see so many people grow yeah i think that for me that's kind of i've learned that that's just a passion of mine is just cheering others on and helping them get started and i'm in no way any kind of professional where i can give advice or you should do this or do that but i'm here to cheer you on and Mm -hmm. if i can help you connect you to somebody i'm more than happy to do that I mean, with the flea market, too, it's almost as if you're potentially acting as some people's Etsy. Yeah. To where you're their platform to jump and, mm-hmm. you know, turn into something. Mm-hmm. And then you get to provide for other people what Etsy yeah. provided for you. Exactly. And so that's really cool. It's really cool. And it's fun to see other um, vendors meet each other and then yeah. they start collaborating on projects. And then that's fun, too, because they made their connection at the flea market. And that makes me so happy. It becomes like a little family almost. Because yeah. so many people we've had on the show, like mm-hmm. Alex from KLSD, mm-hmm. yeah. um, 
my wife like knew all these people already from the flea market. Yeah. And like exactly. my wife and her mom go every Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. Which if you're listening, that's this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and where can people get tickets for that real quick? So they can get them at the foundry. Okay. And they can get them online at Brown Paper Tickets. Perfect. And then go to our website and it'll link them to Brown Paper. And it's Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Before yeah. I even knew it existed, I didn't realize it was a ticketed event. Uh-huh. And so the first thing I thought of is like, so that means that there's designated entry points. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you guys ever have an issue or any sort of problem with people trying to get in without <laughs> tickets? We is that do. even a big worry to you? You're just like, if you're in, whatever, go ahead. I mean, it's not like a, it's not a huge problem, to be honest. <laughs> and if people come in the wrong door, it's, it's mostly by accident. Okay, got really it. We don't really have any issue with that. <laughs> that's but. the first thing that comes to mind. I just yeah. always think about that. Like, you know, anything that's a ticketed event in an open space, yeah. how do you prevent someone right. coming in? You're going to have that. Our biggest thing is we have people that come in before we're open and start shopping. So if vendors come in and they open a door because they're bringing restock items in or something, and then people see an open door and they think we're open, they just come in and start shopping. That's but, always I mean, funny like, to me. That's okay. I mean, it's a compliment. I'm glad that they're excited to be here. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> true. That's a good way to look at that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So. Um, when doing the flea market, say your first one, how yeah. many vendors do you think you had, if you can remember? Um, we probably had 50, I'd say. I feel like it's a, a lot. a good number. Yeah. For like an opening yeah. brand new event, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. What do you add now? We're at about 120. Oh my God. But we, and we cap it. We try to, well, we sell to out yeah. because yeah. we get far more applications than we have space for, which again is a blessing. I mean, it, it wasn't that way in the beginning. I mean, honestly, in the beginning, I went door to door. I went door to door. I started in Old Town. I went to every business and asked them if they wanted to come. And to be honest, the majority of them were like, no. And there's this one guy in Old Town. I love him so much, but (laughs) he's a little negative all the time. And he goes, he goes, don't even bother. It's never going to work. Like, I don't even know why you're wasting your time. Yeah. And so now when I see him, I'm like, hey. Hey, what's up? You sure you don't want to come? <laughs> and he goes, and week. then he says, he's so funny because I just love him. And he goes, well, I'm not doing your flea market, but I certainly get business that weekend. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh my God, still has a spin on it. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're welcome. I'll take that. That's cool. That's funny so, though. That kind of turned into like motivation for you. Oh, it did. When he yeah. told me that, I was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. You so, said bring it. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. <laughs> right? <laughs> It think, was, yeah. it totally yeah. was. <laughs> Looking like, back you, on it. Don't you tell me I can't do this. Anytime you see a new vendor application, you're like, <laughs> right. sucker, but he's yeah. not even anywhere near you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes, it's so true. Would you ever so. move to a bigger space or do you want For the s- flea market? Yeah. Um, we've talked about it. There's not a lot of other options other than the well, fairgrounds. Yeah, where is there, yeah, where, the fairgrounds. I can't think of any other place, but what I, lo- I, I love Old Town. For me, it's an Old Town event. Yeah. I I would be brokenhearted to have to take it anywhere else. But you never know. I mean Maybe you'll do two. Two locations. Maybe. A Clovis and a Fresno location. You never know. Oh my goodness. We're you just popping know. out ideas together here, right? huh? Yeah. I mean, in regards to locations though, too, to bounce back to the foundry, a lot of consistency that we see with businesses that we have on here, they like having that one mm-hmm. shop. Yeah. You're like, you have to go over here because yeah. in your case exactly, Clovis, you know, old town Clovis, you want people to come experience this part of the city that you love so much. Right. True. And so mm-hmm. going to a different spot kind of defeats that purpose to you. Right. Would you ever consider Yeah, we get asked that a lot and it's never a, a hard no. It's more of it would have to be the right spot. And there just hasn't been that perfect right spot 
for a second foundry Got yet. It. Maybe in the future, I don't know. Okay. But um, I kind of feel like right now we've we've grown so much in seven years that it's been it, it's been a lot of work and yeah. you know moving stores and that kind of stuff. It just is a lot. I'd love to just take a breath a little bit and just be content and it, then maybe think about that. Yeah. One of the things I feel like personally um, for 2019, one of my goals was just to take a step back a little bit and try to prioritize my time better mm. and be more present in the moment. Yeah. So I feel like I let myself get so overwhelmed by work that I miss out on sweet things. Yeah. Like I might be there and present for them, but I'm not savoring it, you know? Do you do anything... Um to like help you with that like any type of maybe like meditation or any type of like just recognizing like what you're doing like in the moment like you were saying I'm I'm really working on this is new for me because I just to be totally honest I just let myself get consumed by my work Mm -hmm. and then and I love my work don't get me wrong I love being there I love walking in the door every day but I also know that there's more to life than work yeah and I don't want to wake up one day and go wow I just missed all of these moments and and things with my my dear friends and my family and and all of that and and also giving back you know I I think that where this is kind of where the cooperative came from mm. in moving foundry home to a warehouse we had an issue with um, at the foundry on Pulaski, we don't have a big back room. And yeah. so when we receive shipment, a lot of times it comes on pallets and things. Uh, and even at Foundry Home, when we get furniture, we do cabinetry and things like that. So we will actually get big shipment and we have nowhere to put it. We have no warehouse. So when yeah. we get it, like the truck pulls up and it's literally sitting in our showroom. Mm. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And then you, it's I don't think it's professional for it to sit in your showroom. Yeah. So that was one of the issues that we wanted to address for 2019. So we actually found a warehouse over in Clovis, um, off of Clovis and Gettysburg, where we can actually receive all of our shipment now. And we moved Foundry Home to there for that purpose, which left um, the location of Foundry Home available and um so I the mean, cooperative can you like expand yeah, on that yeah i have so, no idea what that means when you say i know when i, I, I thought know. you did Sorry. so we i was like that, i can't we ask. get that a lot so um with that opening being there um we just thought one of the things like i said is taking a step back appreciating moments and people and kind of investing some time into what i'm passionate about yeah and i'm really passionate about helping others and i feel like i've learned the hard way on my journey of the foundry in the past seven years, there's a lot of mistakes I've made mm. and a lot of, um, motivation I could give to others, I guess, to, so to speak. So, yeah. um, the idea kind of came about to invite eight local small business people to come in under one roof and get a retail experience and have the ability to sell their products locally yeah. in a retail setting. So we have eight local small businesses um, that will be under the Foundry Cooperative starting May 1st, where you can come in and shop their stuff and okay. shop local. And then they will also do workshops in there. So yeah, cool. um, I love that part of it too. And I would love to utilize that space for community events and collaborations and things like that. Mm. And then these artisans will be able to teach their trade to others yeah. through workshops. So there's a big 10-foot table down the center, and cool. they'll use that too. So that's kind of that idea of really just kind of helping people that want to grow their business and have never had a retail space before kind of get their feet wet in that. And then the hope would be 
that when they're ready, if they're ever ready, that they would move on and open their own retail space or do whatever. Maybe it's more of an online presence or maybe whatever that looks like for them. I don't know. Yeah. But um, it's a way for the... I feel like in small business, community is so important because we're not good at everything, right? Mm -hmm. So some people, if we can work together and share our gifts and our talents, then it's so much more productive than me sitting at home in my home office trying to figure out how am I going to do all of this? Yeah. You know? I I feel like there's like a need for a social media site specifically just for small business mm -hmm, owners mm -hmm. to where you can categorize what type of business you're doing. And then you have, and location services can be incorporated as well, where you guys can communicate with people that are close and it doesn't always have to meet in person. Yeah. You might have the convenience of an online platform like yeah, that. Exactly. Because I feel like that's kind of what you're shooting for with that. Yeah. And not everyone's doing that. So you're kind yeah. of providing the only opportunity for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I love, um, it's a great location for foot traffic and retail sales. So I love the fact that they'll have an opportunity to, um, introduce themselves to our community in old town. Do you so. feel like you gravitate more towards the, furnishing side of your business or the clothing and kind of um what's the other word I'm looking for? Yeah, I don't yeah. want like to say accessories. Yeah, accessories. That's like where that. we go. I feel like I'm a little bit of a balance of both. Okay. Gosh, that's not fair. Like I wouldn't consider <laughs> myself um a big fashionista type girl. I'm kind of right in the middle to okay. be honest. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They sort of go hand in hand, but I yeah. even before we press record on this episode, we were talking about You've been to uh, like Magnolia Farms multiple times, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, and some pretty yeah. crazy stories there. But you yeah. get a lot of in- inspiration from like the fixer upper that. I do. I mean, I feel like. I feel like it's a movement, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I do. But I guess for me, what I really appreciate about them is they've grown really fast, but they've kind of stayed true to their roots. And they they really try to stick to who they are in their character as yeah. as people. And um, as a family, and I love that so much. I love seeing that. Well, didn't they just like stop their show at one point? Because like, hey, we need to be with our kids. Yeah. Like she was pregnant or whatever, but like it was like, yeah, yeah we need to stop. Yeah. I can't even imagine the craziness. They've grown so fast that I don't yeah. think, you know, they literally can't go anywhere anymore without people like, oh. Yeah. I mean, you, you, know? you told us you had a pretty interesting story, though, because like I was, we, we were talking about earlier is where. I mean, you're you're describing the fact that they're still humble and yeah. remain the same, and you yeah. kind of had an experience where that was proven. We did. We did about three years ago. We um we had gone to market in Dallas for the foundry, so um, we shop at these big marketplaces that are semi annual, and they so you literally go in January and you order your Christmas for the following year. So yeah, it's like big stuff. That's gotta be yeah. That's so cool. and it's fun. We love going and it's fun to do. So we went to Dallas Market. It's about ninety miles from Waco, and we had been actually once before to um, to the silos. I don't even know. Yeah, they were the silos because we went to the silos. Um, so we decided to take one day on our trip and just go check it out because we always love to see what's going on over there. And we actually do carry the Magnolia brand, I should step back and say. So we carry Magnolia home furniture, rugs, pillows, and accessories at our store. So um, That's awesome. Yeah, and it's fun. I, I, it's, it's cool. She's got a great eye, and we're, we were excited to be able to bring on those lines. So we went to the silos, and it was a really busy day, and um, we had a park really far away, and we were walking down the streets, kind of in an industrial area, if you haven't been, Um, and we were just minding our business, having a good old time, happy to be there, walking down the street, and this black suburban pulls up, 
and um, rolls down the window. And my immediate thought was, oh my gosh, somebody's going to try to sell us something like take us on a tour of (laughs) Waco in their car, something crazy. So I look over and it's Chip and he's like rolls down his window and he's like, hey ladies, totally says it like that too, just (laughs) like in the whole Chip style. And we look over and I'm like, oh my gosh. And he goes, where are you guys going? And we're like, oh, we're going to the silos. And he goes, well, hop in, I'll give you a ride. We're like, we kind of look at each other. He goes, girls, I'm safe. It's totally fine. Like, I'm, just a, I'm just a normal guy. Like, I just want to give you a ride. So we're like, okay. Yeah. So we get in his Suburban, and he's got stuff everywhere, like baseball equipment, it's Gatorade. like a normal dad's like a car. A total dad car. Okay. We're like, you're human. Like, you're totally like all this. Yeah. He throws his empty Gatorade bottle on the <laughs> he floor did. just like me. No, I'm serious. Yeah. He's like, he was just like taking his hands and like clearing the seat for us, <laughs> which was so nice. So we get in and... And he like extends his hand. He's like, I'm Chip and so nice to meet you. What's your names? Where are y'all from? And so we tell him and he was super nice. So he drives us into the silos and um, we pull up and, and get out. And he's like, he, first of all, I will say like we, we pull in and he says, before we get out of the car, he says, um, just wait for one second. Just wait, just wait here for a minute. Yeah. And like, Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we like, we get out and then obviously all these people see him and they all kind of crowd around him and they all want a picture. And he was so kind to every one of them, introduced himself, asked them where they were from, took a picture with them, yeah. anything they wanted until every one of them was gone. And then he came back to us Wow. and then he was like, Hey, I want to take you inside. So he took us in the back door to the warehouse and he showed us around, introduced us to all these employees who he knows them by name. Like it's yeah. so amazing how personable he was. Yeah. And um just like showed us everything, which was hilarious because I mean, like, this is this is my office over here, and this is this, and this is that. And <laughs> then we're like, okay, cool. Well, my husband, before we went there, my husband thinks that he and Chip would be friends. He, he <laughs> follows Chip vibe. on Instagram and he's like, No, we would be friends. Yeah. He's my kind of guy. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like if my husband and my husband was actually coming the next day and he wanted to go to Magnolia, he had never been before. And I'm like, he's one day too late. This would have oh, been so perfect man. for him. So I said to him, I said, Hey, I know you're super busy, but my husband like thinks you guys would be friends. And he's <laughs> he's coming to Texas tomorrow. Like, would you just can I record? Like, will you just say something to him? Cause he's not even gonna believe that this happened to me right now. And he's like, Yeah. And so we turn on the record and he's and he says, he's like, Hey Jim, sorry you missed out. I picked up <laughs> these foxy ladies on the street. So like it was really fun. So anyway, and then all of a sudden he's just gone. He's like, okay, well, I gotta go to work. Bye. And like we're we look around, we're still in the warehouse. There's all this hustle and bustle around us, and we don't even know how to get out of the warehouse. Yeah. We're just like standing there and going, "What just happened? Like oh that's my, crazy." Yeah. So anyway, um, he's super nice, really down to earth. Like he didn't have to do that. Yeah, he no, didn't not have at all. To, he didn't have to take all that time out of. I'm sure he's busy. Like, but that just shows who he like, really I'm wants sure, to like, be. I'm sure, like when he was driving, he's like. I'm, he could probably tell, like, they're probably walking to the silos or something, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And he, like, went out of his way. Like, he could have easily just drove by. Totally. And you know what else was so interesting? We thought to ourselves, oh, he probably does this every day. Like, that's probably his thing. <laughs> yeah, so no, definitely. We're like, okay, and that's cool, too. Like, I, that's awesome. But this girl that worked there came up to us, and she's like, how do you know him? Like, what <laughs> happened? And we told, we told her, and she's like, that's never happened before. Oh, really? I've never seen that happen before yeah. at all, which is crazy that, too well it could have like, anything like that it could have gone really south for him 
Yeah. Like, you guys could have been completely crazy people. We could have been. Wandering the streets. We could have been. And so he took a chance, and maybe he has really good people reading skills, and he just and knew that, you know. Maybe. Like, I don't know. You guys are on the same wavelength, but I still, yeah. that's it that's was cool. Fun. I would yeah. compare it to, and like, obviously, probably not this big, but it'd be like back in the day of running into like Walt Disney at Disneyland. Like, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. Well, I mean, another story I think of too is um, I yeah. like last year, I think Derek Carr, I heard a story of Derek Carr driving down um, in the Bay Area, and there was a guy who, was walking to get gas. He had a gas tank and his yeah. car was out of gas. And Derek Carr pulled over and offered him a ride Aww. and took him to the gas station, awesome. had a conversation with him, brought him back. The guy didn't even realize who he was until like 10 minutes into the car ride. You think and Derek Carr said to be gas? Said to <laughs> be so Raiders cool. fan too. That was the confusing part to me because yeah. the guy said he was a Raiders fan. <laughs> and De- yeah, the story is funny. But um, <laughs> and uh, to me, when I read that, I was like, that's cool that he did that. But two at the same time, in any city, there's some people out there that it's like, yeah. you you know, you can't trust and let alone in the, you know, the Bay Area. Right. And so I yeah. was like, that's pretty, that was, that was a brave movie. So that's cool though, that there's these that's people cool. exist that, you know, yeah. establish themselves, but also remain, remain humble. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Do you think you'd ever want to do what kind of like the style of Chip and Chuan, what they're doing? Because you said, didn't you say your husband owns a, um. Metal workshop, or he has a friend. No, that does he that. has a friend. Oh, that that's does. what it was. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like, what do you mean? I'm trying to think of how it could tie in for you to where, like, if a camera followed you guys around. Oh my gosh, people say that all the time. Like, you you guys could do you a reality do show. <laughs> well, I mean, I you right? never would have if you as an audience member and you turned into HGTV. Like, would you want to watch this married couple go around and turn houses around? Like before remodel shows were around, right? if you ask someone that, you're like, why would I watch somebody remodel a house? Right? Is that interesting? But now you're. It happens all the time when I'm at my parents' house now and they the have HGTV thing that's on. on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm it's like, true. oh, I'm not gonna watch this. And Reruns. then an hour later, I'm on like the third real estate show where they're shopping around the Bahamas for a home. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm still watching this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I want to know what house they pick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so <laughs> I I'm can't like, turn you, it off. Which one? You might think, yeah. you know, people might not be interested, but I feel like the market, you just make the market. For yeah. It. I think, I think for me, and I'm, this is such a journey for me this year. I would have said a year ago. Yes. Like I would have been all about that. And now for me, I think more so my journey would be, if I could do a show, a reality show, it would be to follow other small business people or people that want to start and cheering them on and then like following their process and watching them grow. That would like, be cool. That I'd watch for that me, for sure. That That's for a me really good idea. would be, I would love that. It's like, like the, I watch that would those, be a dream come true. Those like the bar rescue shows, like yeah, bar yeah. Talk all, but like yeah. instead of that, like a retail small yeah. local business. Yeah. Uh huh. So many ideas on this yeah. episode. <laughs> well, the bar yeah. rescue guy's a little aggressive in his approach yeah, too, like, so I feel like you wouldn't have the same style, yeah. which I think we need. Yeah, because he's more so like on salt, like you know, wrong, wrong, yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to be. I don't that. think yeah. he would be that. I, <laughs> yeah, I just think, um, yeah. That would be my dream. Someone's listening. They got a connection. They'll reach out to you. You guys message me. Anybody that wants me to just, yeah. <laughs> just cheer you on, yeah. find me. I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm so Watch passionate out Monday, about it right now. Ramon and I are going to show the cameras. Yeah. You should. I, <laughs> Don't mind us. Come on in anytime. I would love that. But anything I could do to help others or lift others up, I think that's where I'm at right now. And I, I'm so like, yeah. it's just crazy. That's another thing too. You just brought up how like we messaged you. I feel like a lot of times... For me, I think people read into like messaging, like, "Oh, what are they gonna say?" But me and Ramon usually use a term, use a term a lot. We say, "Take your shot," and it's oh yeah, shoot your shot, shoot your shot. That's yeah. what it is. But it's just yeah. like it might be scary to reach out to someone that owns this business, but yeah. sort of just like the Chip Gaines thing, they're just a person. Yeah, 
like wanting to help other people. Right. Right. Um, um, Zach, Zach from cup of joy. Yeah. We've had this conversation before where we laugh kind of, cause we've made so many mistakes along the way because yeah. we didn't know I'd never owned a retail business before. I ha- I knew nothing. Yeah. And we always joke like if I could just help somebody else getting started and save them from some of that heartache and mistake. What a gift, right? It, yeah, it's like I feel like it's a lot easier to find people to invest money into your business, but yeah. to find people that'll like invest like in you as mm-hmm. a invest their minds. Right. Right. Like, and so what you're doing with the the cooperative is for what you're doing instead of like yeah. instead of, you know, giving the person the fish or teaching them how to fish type right. thing, yeah. which is way more valuable. And I think too, there's some of that um hesitation of competition where I'm not I'm not gonna tell you my secrets. Like, you know, what makes me successful or what works for me, because then you're going to take all my customers or, you know, I'm the more the merrier. I, I, I don't, I don't have, I try not to have that mindset as much as possible and try to just remember there's enough for everybody and we all grow by growing together and supporting one another. And I think it's just. Sorry, I cut you off. I was going to say, to me, that's kind of the theme of the show. Yeah. Where we want to have you guys humanize and make sure yeah. people know that you know you're not some, although you do superhuman things, yeah. like you're still a human. And then two, share the ups and downs of that journey. Yeah. And then provide sure. advice. Yeah. I mean, moving with those two, you know, things that you're doing, those big things that you're doing, would you have any advice for someone that's kind of heading in that direction? Just how to overcome the hard days or yeah. maybe something you wish you would have known? Um, I would just first of all say that there are going to be hard days and there's going to be peaks and valleys in in your process and surround yourself with people that are supportive of you, number one, and that are positive and, and bring you positive energy. Um, you definitely don't want to spend your time being negative and talking negative and thinking negative. So that, And then also being open to other people's input and advice, especially somebody that's coming to you with experience, they, they probably know a little bit more than you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, you know, maybe hum- be, try to be humble a little bit and, and take a little bit of that and always be willing to acknowledge when a door's closing that another one is opening too. So not every dream that I have had has worked, you know, like not everything is perfect all the time and not every dream that I put on paper is going to be successful and just knowing that maybe what I started off as and where I'm at now, that might have might not have been my my concrete road plan, but you've got to just take things as they are coming and work through them and work with them and be open to new doors. I love that. That's yeah. That's some damn good advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of inspiration. This Learn episode. the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> honestly though, yeah. You're like motivating me. I know. Right? Right? Yeah. Dang. I love that. Um, yeah. Before we close out, I feel like we need to touch on one your cross streets. Yeah, so we're right next to the fire station okay. on Pulaski, um, next to Blast and Brew in the big three story building. A lot of people um, pass us easily because we're a three story building. We're on the bottom floor, but it is easy to miss and until you find it once. Then you know where you're going. It's amazing what that complex has turned into. Yeah, didn't it's that cool. at some point? Well, that was the DMV. A long it time was. Ago, right? It was yeah. the DMV. That's yeah, that's crazy and what it turns into. Like, the uh, like the it's almost the hub. It's hub kind of, of the hub of Old Town, Old Town yeah. Clovis. Which is which is I mean the intention and the the future goal plan would be to yeah. develop Bullard right there. You know where Centennial Plaza is, and uh-huh. there's yeah. the, the round crosswalk area. Mm-hmm. So Bullard heading to the west, 
they'd like to develop that all into restaurants and shops too. See, that would be so cool. Which would be amazing. I mean, it's amazing now, but I mean, I just love the idea of seeing Old Town grow. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah. They want to throw a podcast studio down there? Yeah. I know some yeah. guys that would be interested. Oh, my gosh, uh, yes. I think I've heard of them. We'll, yeah. we'll research it for you and let you know. I think I might have an idea for you. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> down here after. Yeah. <laughs> and then your uh, Instagram is at the Foundry Collective. Yep. The website is thefoundrycollective.com. I yep. like the symmetry there. A lot of yeah. people sometimes do different ones. So Yeah, we try to keep it the same. And then oldtownflea.com for anybody that is yeah. looking into it. May yeah. 11th, May 12th this year. Yep. Come on out. Which enjoy it. Right around weekend. the corner if you're listening right now. Yeah. yeah it's coming. And if uh, you miss it, you do another one in the fall. Yeah. Uh, first weekend of November. Which I love the fall one because mm-hmm. it has all the Christmas stuff, and you guys know how I feel about Christmas, so lives for it. It's yeah. good. Um, yeah, Karen, this conversation has been amazing. Thank thanks you for, for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming to some yeah. stranger's house and doing yeah. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want is. a third person, you let me know. Okay, I'll oh, sit with you. No, definitely. You're always Anytime. welcome. Always welcome. Maybe back. we'll do an in-store one. That'd be Ooh. fun. Yeah. Good vibes, you know. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to all of you who are listening, um, thank you. Um, yeah, and like Karen said, if you ever need to reach out, just message her, whatever. Yeah. She's obviously always down to collaborate. And uh, if you guys ever want to do anything with us, the podcast, don't be afraid to reach out. We totally respond. It's just Ramon and I, just two average Joes. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, but thank you for listening. And don't forget, just be nice to people.